You're listening to Finn Too Deep. To a back to throw, blitz coming, and get to him. No, he takes off running, and he's he in. It. Touchdown, Miami! With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. Giving you unfiltered, informed, and controversial takes on the Miami Dolphins and the NFL Draft. Here's Reason and Neil. Welcome back as we dive fin too deep. As always, I'm your host, Reason, joined by my co-host, Neil Driscoll. Neil, wow, since the last time we left everyone, since the last time we had a video, uh, our last podcast episode was actually named a call to Armstead, a play on call to arms. And not only did he answer the call, but it seems Chris Greer picked up the phone and on the other end of the line was another Another player on a Hall of Fame trajectory in Tyreek Hill. And it seems like they're not done yet. What a crazy, crazy week in Miami, in South Florida, and for Dolphins all around the world, Neil. We went from, okay, we like the moves we're making. They're minor, not major yet. And then the major moves came, and they dropped like dominoes, Neil. How you feeling? If I had uh, my red pen out and I was a teacher um, before this week, I had the Dolphins. A plus plus. Well, yeah, th- before all these moves, I had them as like a solid B. You know, they've added some good pieces. Connor Williams is going to be a good guard. I like Cedric Wilson. Love the continuity on the defense side of the ball. You know, Durham Smythe's a good value. Tagging Gasicki, bringing back Ogba. You know, good work. Solid B. Uh, a- after this week, um, you know, I-, I had them at an A when they got Taron Armstead just because. Taron Armstead's a top three left tackle in football, but he's a complete game changer for what the Miami Dolphins are doing. Mm-hmm. We knew Taron Armstead was coming. We, You and I called that on last week's show. We called it as soon as we did our free agency primer. Uh, got a little hairy there for a second, but but yeah. the deal got done, and it was way cheaper than I think any of us could ever have anticipated. The Tyree Kill move, man, and, and I don't want to talk too crazy. I think that that was the biggest surprise and the happiest I've been as a Miami Dolphin fan in over 20 years. In over 20 years. Because Tyree Kill, to me, is a top five player in football if you exclude the quarterback position. I think he can make more impact on the offensive side of the ball than anybody in football that's not a quarterback. I think he's in the prime of his career. And I think him being lined up on the opposite side of Jalen Waddle has the ability to be one of the most special duos that we have seen in this league. And it makes the Cedric Wilson signing the value of that deal way better. It makes franchise tagging Mike Gesicki way better. Yep. Tua is going to have more time to get them the ball. Mm-hmm. And I and I and, and the Dolphins are one of the most fun teams in football. And, and one caveat that I want to put out there that I've been thinking hard, like um, you we saw how Dallas used Cedric Wilson, right? As not just a receiver, but as a gimmick player. He has a really good arm. Uh he was a high school quarterback. Imagine some of the wrinkles that you can do. All our top three guys can be gimmick players if we need them to be. That's what's crazy. Right. I, I mean, I like 
the news of Tyreek Hill, because I was excited about names that I was hearing. Like, and we're going to talk about some of these names later on. But I knew that there's people like A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin potentially out there. Uh, Metcalf. Chris Godwin, we all talked about potentially as a free agent signing. I am Metcalf's name was floating around. Metcalf, I am completely blown away that Tyreek Hill is a Miami Dolphin. I, I, I like, dude. I still pinch myself to make sure that it didn't. Which is crazy, Neil, because we shouldn't. Because you know, I apologize to my subscribers on Finside the NFL already for this. We had this information come to us a couple weeks ago, and we kind of were a little bit dismissive of it. Yeah, we were. And then, and, we, and and then you get the the news yesterday comes out that we actually been working on this for a couple of weeks, and it's like whoa. Right. And then you know we find out why we got that information. It was you know basically through the Debo Samuel stuff, you know that was coming both of our ways, and that's actually how this all connected. You know, from what we understand, there was stuff around the Debo Samuel market. Um, you know, they the San Francisco wanted picks plus players. Kansas City with Tyreek, that situation was happening, and Kansas City, they didn't want players, so we pivoted to Tyreek, and, you know, now that it's done, and, you know, you look, we have one of the most, we have the most dynamic duo since Batman and Robin in Tyreek and Waddle in our receiving core, and you look at the speed, you know, you got legit, you know, they're both 4-2 guys. When I, You know, we've I've seen video of Waddle neck and neck with Henry Ruggs, who said his four two seven was slow at the combine? So he's four two four two guys. You got Bowden that performs been clocked in at four three. You got Raheem Mozart, another four three guy. You got Gasecki at his size. He runs a four four. You know, you got Chase Edmonds and Cedric Wilson, who they're four five guys, but they play faster than that on tape. And you just look at, and then you look at Taron Armstead. The guy runs like a four seven one at his size. Connor Williams, another great athletic guy. That I love the left side of our line. And you look at what we got right now. And I don't know if you saw it today, but my theory is coming to fruition, Neil, because per sources, Barry Jackson reported that per sources, the Dolphins really want to see Austin Jackson at right tackle this year, which is what I've been telling people when they've been trying to say Eichenberg, Eichenberg, I'm saying, no, it's going to be him. And here we go. You know, Austin Jackson looks like it's going to go there. And I'm excited about Austin Jackson. Yeah, because here's the thing. It's the ripple effect. We talk about this. Listen, Taron Armstead ripple effect. Okay. You know, Connor Williams is going to get better. Now Connor Williams, you know, Dieter, if you roll with him, he's got, Hunt to one side. Well, but Barry Jackson said we're going to sign a center. He said that today. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at to the left. You know, you got Connor Williams. You got Taron Armstead. But Austin Jackson. Not only do you have the coaching staff in place, but Austin Jackson is going to be able to lean on Taron Armstead instead of Jesse Davis, who was cut today, as long along with Alan Hearns. Thank God. But you know, now he's got a real. And the thing is, if you look at them, Neil, athletic profile wise. Very similar, very, very similar in terms of ability, you know, quick feet, good athletes, because people forget Austin Jackson, you know, a lot of his issues are coachable, i.e. hand placement, footwork, you know, you know, like a lot of his stuff is coachable. You know, Eichenberg has like, you know, athletic profile trait, you know, deficiencies, whereas Austin Jackson doesn't. If Austin Jackson develops his anchor, learns how to set it with his new coaching staff, and he gets better, you know, gets his hands better, hand placement better, hand work better, um, and his footwork gets better, you know, especially in his kick slide and such. 
you know, you got something there with his athletic profile. With Eichenberg, it's like, okay, we can coach up your hands, we can coach up your feet, but at the end of the day, you know, you're not athletic, you have slow feet, and you got short arms. You know, I can't fix that, right? And sure. so, and he's got, you know, he needs an anchor too, and he's 30266. So, you know, Austin Jackson's at least over 330 right now. But anyways, I digress. The ripple effect, Tyron Taron Armstead's going to be able to tell him how to prepare. You know, you look, you, hey, what if next year he's in Allen, Texas with Duke Mayweather working with Duke, uh, sorry, with uh, working with Duke Mayweather with uh, with um, Taron Armstead? You know, what if they bring Austin Jackson there to help him get better? You know, then you look at Tyreek, the ripple effect. You know, Waddle's a very similar skill set to Tyreek. Tyreek's going to help him, you know, you know, tricks of the trade, use this to get open. You know, there's stuff, nuanced stuff that Taryn's going to be able, Taryn Armstead's going to be able to teach to the young guys, like Tyreek's going to be able to teach to the young guys like Waddle and Bowden. Like the ripple effect is going to be more than the product on the field. And, you know, I love what they're putting together and what tells you, you know, you look at in 2026, Tyreek's cap, it goes up to about 50.1 million. What does that tell me? That tells me in 2022, 2023, 2024, and 2025, they think they can win and they're going to create a window that they can win in those next four yeah, years. And he's never, yeah, so he's so never. we're enter, we're about to enter these next four seasons are about to be exciting times for Dolphin fans, I think. Yeah, I, I think everything you said is spot on. And, you know, Tyreek Hill, you know, I saw the $50 million cap number, they'll either restructure or something, you know. We'll He's also going to be what by twenty twenty six five seasons, he'll be thirty three right thirty three yeah. yeah I mean like yeah so like when we're talking yeah. about the offensive line first right like Robert Hunt was probably the best player on the offensive line we'd all agree last year now yep. he's the third best player on this line at best at best I mean, let's see what we we're do not done yeah we let's done see what we do at center I mean you might have an, a, a, a um, I think they're going to draft I've been saying this for weeks and you know this I Alec think they're going to draft Alec Lindstrom I, yeah and I he, really he probably that. will be there third but I, I'm just saying like you know. Because Taron Armstead's the best player they have. Connor Williams second, Hunt's third. I mean, Austin Jackson has a lot of tools. Yeah. He, he's you know going to have. We have coaching Frank Smith, Mike. McDaniel. And don't you trust him next to Hunt? Because remember when Saul yes. McKinley in 2020 was playing his best football and right. it looked like he was going to be something special. We all remember that. Don't forget that Dolphin what? fans. Remember when he was next to Austin Jackson? How d dominant Austin Jackson was in the run game next to him. Right. People forget this stuff. Like, remember, Solomon Kinley made Jesse Davis look good for half the season. Then he made Austin Jackson look good for the other half. People forget that. But if you go into the season with Eichenberg and Dieter as your backups, I mean, that's an enviable position to be in for the Dolphins. So, first of all, we all know the lines better. The receiver core went from bottom five to top five in football overnight. Um, and it's awesome. amazing to see. I mean, it's amazing to see. My, my favorite part about this offseason, you know, obviously the Tyreek Hill move, but Bigger than that, the bigger story is that Brian Flores left this team. A new coach came in. The culture has changed. Players want to be here. Like, look, Tyreek Hill's here because he wanted to be here. Like, that's a huge thing. Taron Armstead's here because he wanted to be here. You think like, he didn't talk to Trent Williams? Right. Like, these are big things. The, today's pressers I watched with Tyreek Hill and Taron Armstead. They're awesome. They, they were awesome because they were telling me, everyone how important mike mcgangles was to their decision what do you but, think of when taron armstead said he wants to create that bridge and connect to it with breeze? breeze well here that's exactly so let's get the tour right the beauty of what we've seen and kudos to and they Ross. praised his accuracy today they praised right. it but praise to stephen ross chris greer in that front office because they said they were going to commit to tua 
And they've committed to Tua in this offseason in a way that is just undeniable. Like the running game, the three-headed monster that's Roheem Mozart, Chase Edmonds, and Alec Ingold. Going out and getting Connor Williams and Taron Armstead to fix this offensive line. Tagging Gesicki. Bringing in Tyreek Hill. Bringing in Cedric Wilson. I mean, Tua has a running game, a line, and a borderline elite wide receiver core now. Maybe not even borderline, right? And you know what? If they got that center position shored up, and like I want another vet. If they got that, you know, JC Treader, if they sure. got that that center position short up, and we just went in with Austin Jackson at right tackle, and he was leaning on Hunt, Treader, you know, um Williams, because it what and and Taron Armstead, I'm fine with that because people what people forget is listen, That's, the ability that. with, with Taron Armstead and Connor Williams and Treader, what does that allow you to do? One on one, so you can send help over. Plus, you got think of the 20. 21 and 22 man personnel we're going to be running Alec Ingold can come and help as well right like because of these guys allowing one-on-one matchups and you can leave them on islands you can bring help to Austin Jackson now right you can focus on helping your weakest link I'm going to tell you something crazy I think at the end of the season that Austin Jackson is going to be the second best lineman on this team I don't know about that. I think Connor Williams is going to – I think at best he could be the third. Maybe if he surpasses Hunt. But I, Connor Williams just turned 25. You're about to see this guy ascend, bro. He went from getting O-line coaching from Joe Philbin. Watch what he's about to get under Frank Yeah, well, they all are, right? And they all are. And, and that's that's going to be exciting to see him grow. Because- Connor Williams was already one of the best pat, uh, run-blocking guards in football. And I think he's about to become the best – run blocking, especially next to Taron Armstead. Do you yeah. realize, just run the ball to the left. Just oh. just go to the left. Side. I don't even, you know what? This is, Do you see what they're setting up, Neil? They're, they're going to they're gonna set, for three quarters, they're going to set the game flow up to that left side, and then bang, they're going to come at you over the top on the right side after they send you a false key to the left, and you ain't going to know what the yeah, hell happened, bro. They have so much diversity and speed. Oh, you, dude, we're going to see two high shells all season. So then they're just going to send Raheem Moser and Edmonds loose on you underneath. Then that's going to draw a safety up. And then bang, I'm over top of you with Waddler, Tyreek. Pick your poison. Like, people don't reason. Realize Tyreek can play X at his size because he's a 4 2 guy and he's an elite route runner. Like, people are about to see a guy who people think Tua underthrows him. Do people not realize Patrick Mahomes was underthrowing him? It's not about arm strength. It's about timing and touch with Tyreek Hill. We'll be just fine, man, there. I, here, here's what's crazy. Tua gonna, dude, Tua been throwing to four two guys since Alabama. We're good, right. baby. Right. Well, here's one guy that we're not talking about when we're talking about all these offensive guys that I'm really high on and I don't really care about last year, and that's Hunter Long. With the coaching he's going to have, I, I like. I, do you I think re- it's going to get buried now that they brought Durham Smythe back? And I, I think don't. Durham Smythe is going to have even a bigger role this year. I think the cream rises to the top and that Hunter Long is going to be a good oh, player, man. Because yeah. I don't think Brian Flores let young people have a chance a lot of times. Uh, you know, I – like he would always hold people inactive, and you got to kind of baptism by fire in some in some cases. I, I watched Hunter Long at Boston College, man, pretty pretty closely. I, I think he's going to be a good player. I, I mean, there's not a lot of weak links on this offense. It, it really changed overnight with the moves they made this week. T- 
Taron Armstead and, and Tyree Kill in a 24 hours is the best 24 hours I've experienced in a post Amarino Miami Dolphins. They're not done. Um, and, and I think, you know, you and I are prepared to share some of the things that we're hearing um, today about some of the moves that are on the table. Um, and, you know, who knows if all of these are going to happen or any of them are going to happen. I can just tell you with confidence and, you know, as well as I do reason, we, we talk to a lot of the same people and we do have our independent contacts. What's being discussed if any of these moves happened? Like, mm. It would be the cherry on top of a of a Sunday that is just you know I, I'm like you know once in, this is a once in a lifetime off season I really believe like because you know do we want to get into it I mean what we're hearing reason like let's get into it but I mean you got me all hyped because you just got me and I got to play this for the people because you just got me going right now every time someone says <laughs> it I got to play it but the cream rise to the top oh yeah. And I'm just saying the cream will rise to the top. I agree with you. And I think that's why people can't sleep on Cedric Wilson. Because here's the thing. I just want, before we get into what we're hearing, this is why I don't, because I want to preface everything we're going to say with, I don't believe to is going to fail this year. I look at this team and how it's constructed. And I see 11 to 1200 yards from Tyreek. I see a thousand to 1100 from Waddle. I'm not even getting into touchdowns yet. We can talk about that after, but I see, you know, 550 to 725, 750 from Cedric or and Gasecki in those range. You know what I mean? I see um Bowden eating another, you know, three to four hundred. You know, I see um obviously Chase Edmonds and Moser, you know, really they're gonna they're guys, gonna man. eat a little bit. But if we go on the low end here, Neil, if we go on the low end of what I was saying. You know, we're hovering at about 4,000 to 4,200 yards just from those names. If I go on, I give everyone a high end and a low end number. If I go on the low end of all those, we're dealing with like a 4,000 yard season from Tua Tungvaloa. And we know Tyreek is a walking touchdown. Bro, you can throw, have average, you can average five yards of air yards per throw to Tyreek and he's still going to come away with seven or eight touchdowns on a season. So I see him, you know, I see nine to 12 touchdowns a year, this year from him, from, from um, Waddle, you know, I see eight to 10 touchdowns from Waddle, you know, I see touchdowns from Gasecki and I see more than two from Gasecki the last year. I see more than two for Cedric Wilson. You got to think Edmonds and Mozart might have some in the red zone coming out of the backfield. So now what are we talking about? Now we're talking about a 4,000 yard season and we're talking about at least 30 touchdowns from Tua. And if we get that from Tua Tungvaloa this year, which I think is very reasonable when you look at the offense that's being constructed by the mastermind, the make mastermind McDaniel, and you look at the personnel we got to work with right now. This is actually not, this would have been far fetched to talk about last year. This actually isn't insane because think about it. I'm projecting 11 to 1200 yards on Tyreek, who's coming off of 1,615 yard season. So I'm still lopping off three or 400 yards. So, you look at this, Neil, and this is not. And if we get Pro Bowl Tua or flirting with Pro Bowl Tua this year, well, we'll be Dan, we'll be deep, we'll go deep. We're, we're, AFC Championship has got to be on the table because I will say this, and you know me the past couple of seasons, especially Neil. I have never said this, but I will say this. I never said this in the Flores. I will say this. 
we are winning a playoff game this year and we are beating the Bills this year at I least once. I believe and you. if we go 5 and 1 in our division, sweep the Jets, sweep the Patriots and go one and split with Buffalo, I that wouldn't actually shock me. Well, we're, you're going bold, so let's go because, bold. Because yo, hey, who's the Buffalo Bill killer in the playoffs? Yeah. Tyreek Hill, buddy, and he's in our colors now. Let's go, baby. Well, and we have an offensive scheme and a game plan where well, we... You know what the thing is, too, Neil? I really think with our scheme and the speed we're throwing in year one, I don't think teams are going to start... It. You're not going to see teams truly adapting to this until what we got until the play, until around the playoffs or, dare I say, year two when they really get a firm grasp and they got all the tape on us. I think this year... We're going to catch with our speed and what we want to do offensively. We're going to catch a lot of people by surprise. I'm not going to say to the wildcat level, obviously, but in that same sense of guys aren't going to know how to defend us and people are going to be scrambling to get notes with people they know in the league. And maybe you might see Belichick the second time around, get a little bit of a feel for us, but because we got a new head coach that's never coached in the AFC, because we've got this roster constructed that these guys haven't speed, seen speed like we're about to throw at people. This it, it's just it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be too much of a fit for defensive coordinators and defensive players for them to react instantaneously and pick us up. I do think we're gonna be a legitimate problem for the, at least the majority of the season, and it's gonna be hard for defenses to adapt, and it's gonna take a minute. Well, there's just so many ways we can hurt you, right? That's like, the thing, bro, because of the speed out of the backfield, too. You Like, dude, it's pick your poison at this point. Right. And, and like, here's the thing we know about Tyreek Hill, because he's a great, brilliant football player. Like, how can you press us? Well, how, it, You can't play press man against us. And well, then what, you're going to play zone with these speedy guys who are just going to get to the soft spot in two seconds? Like, you, what do you do? You've never, like, I know Travis Kelsey is so... Can't stack the box. He's a great tight end, right? But Tyreek Hill has never been complimented in that offense with the talent that we have at the receiver position. No, like Tra- I agree with you 110%. Travis he's had Kelsey speed is- guys, but he's never had these hands that we have. Right. You Travis Kelsey is mean? obviously better than Mike Kosicki. I'm not here I agree saying- 110%. No, we're talking about the receiving core people. But Jalen Waddle yep. is is like like I don't Hardman or whoever you want to name. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear about Sammy Watkins and Cedric Wilson over Demarcus Robinson and whatever third I mean, option you want to name. I agree with you 110. We don't think he's going to be on the opening day roster because we'll and get- we're not even done. They're going to trade Parker and we'll get into that. Right. They're going to draft a guy on. They're going to draft a running back and receiver on day three or day two. You watch. Well, I was going to say we didn't. We haven't even like we we don't think or they're going to try and trade for one hit, be hit. on the roster, yeah. but. Like Devontae Parker is our fourth receiver right now. At best. And at best. I think fifth. Bowden's actually slotted in at four because I, I'm going to say this to you, Neil. I don't know if I've told you this. Shout out to the homie Nick Hicks. You know, it's I've been told um, that when Bowden met McDaniel, you know, McDaniel said he got the goosies, bro. And. Um, you know, he told Bowden, like, I see you working. We're going to do something special with you. I've watched the film on you. I got plans for you. I'm telling you, I think Bowden's number four, bro, right now. I, you're never going to, I, call me crazy, but I think our top four receivers right now are Tyreek, 
Waddle, Wilson, Bowden, and I think at, and then I think your number five pass catcher is Gusecki. But if you want to go number five receiver, I think wide receiver five right now is currently uh what's his face? Devontae Parker, bro. And I think that's why they want to move his six million. Because they yeah. don't want to pay wide receiver five, six million. Yeah, I, I never I, thought we'd t- bro. Can you believe we're saying this, bro? Yeah, I, I think Parker's going to be on the move, and I think he gets traded in the next couple days. Bro, I think I love Packers, my GM today. I love my GM today, bro. Oh my god, the Packers and Ravens both have interest in Devontae Parker. I, I think he probably fetches a fourth. The, the Eagles, round. the Eagles, too. The Eagles. As Barry Jackson reported that, yeah. Um, and you know, we heard one of the names being dangled in the Debo discussions was Devontae Parker when they wanted picks and players. Yeah, and that's so when, when people today when I I posted on Twitter said you know I can't believe what I'm hearing, um, you know a lot of that is the Debo Samuel. It's, it's real right now. They're they're not they're still sniffing, bro. Right, they're discussing it, and Debo wants it, and um, badly. I, I don't know how you invest that much into one position, but let me ask you this: Can I ask you this? Yeah. Would you be okay trading? What because remember the other smart play too is they probably know that they're that the NFL might come for some draft picks here because of Ross. So if you were to trade a, a one of our first next year, like a second and a third second or third next year, and Byron Jones's contract and you bump need him up to your starter and Devontae Parker for Debo, and then Debo comes in and he signs for like Three years, four years, eighteen to twenty million a year. Um, would would you be okay with that if it was the Miami Dolphins' first rounder next year? Because I think that would be the way to do it. Because San Francisco is going to be starting a pure rookie or second year guy who's starting for the first time in Trey Lance, yeah, and lose Debo Samuel. So that pick has a lot of prospects of being much higher than the Dolphins' pick, in my opinion. Yeah, so I I would do it for that. Um. Are you okay with the money? Yeah, the money. Like, look, dude, it's not my because wallet. why? And you're only doing for yeah, but you're only doing it for three or four years, so you're doing it and you structure it so you can get out of it. You know, if it's the four years, you can get out of it after three when you got to pay Waddle. The only thing I'll say about that is that if you do trade for Debo and you have Debo Waddle and Tyreek Hill, it kind of voids signing Cedric Wilson. I know that doesn't matter. I don't know if he's tradable because of his contract, but like, you know, I like it could be kind of like overkill because I I just don't see a position where. Yeah, but what if? But, but what's the thing is here's the thing. Haven't you noticed they haven't signed a they we haven't got a back for third downs and in and in the red yeah, zone yeah, yet. Yeah, no, I know. And what if they just flex him there a lot? Like, what if he legitimately is seeing like, you know, ten carries and like you know, only five or six targets or like 10 to 12 carries and like five or six targets. Like they literally use them like Cordell Patterson in Atlanta. Right. No, I, that's a play. That's a play. Uh, you know, just to be clear. So what we're saying is that we are both hearing noise about the Dolphins talking with the Niners about Debo Samuel. Yeah, it's real. And he, and, and he wants here badly. We're hearing that Devonte Parker is going to be out via trade in some way, shape, Capacity. or how. Yeah. And the other thing that I think we're both hearing is that there's mutual interest between the Miami Dolphins and Tyro Matthew to come here. And I, I have no idea what he's going to get on, uh, on a short-term deal. Um, but 
There's flexibility. That they, I mean, the, the Dolphins are $3.6 million. Yeah, I've have... heard it's friendly. I've heard it's not like breaking the bank. That's why they're not going for Wagner because Wagner's going to cost between 15 to $18 million and they can use Matthew, Matthew. You know, if you look at how they've used Tyron Matthew the past couple of years in KC, he's been in the box. They kind of use him more as a linebacker because he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that sideline to sideline speed he once had, right? And he's instinctual and he can he's effective against the run and he can still cover tight ends. That's what they're going to use him, bro. They're going to rotate him in the box. I'm telling you, that's what the plan is. Well, look, Eric Rowe would become expendable at 4.6. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's Ethan gone. Carter, Clayton yeah. Jettelum. I mean, there's a lot of moves that Dolphins, they can restructure yeah. X's deal and save 10 million. There's yeah. a lot they can do. Sam Madison was the DB. Which coach. I've heard that yo, deal. I've heard that's not in there. The, like, you know, that could be that that could be in a better place right now. What I've heard on the whole Xavier Howard thing is uh they came with their original proposal around 16 million. Um, and he feels he's more of a 20 million dollar a year player. He thought JC was gonna reset the market. But didn't. Um, he's not happy. He thinks they lowballed him a little bit, so he's coming back with a counter offer. Um, and you know, I found all this stuff out before the Instagram stuff happened last night. So, um, you know, he, uh, you know, he's going to come back with a counter offer, and obviously, requesting a trade is not on the table right now. But I will say this: if they do not, you know, if they remain far apart, and he feels undervalued. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to that again, just for him to play and try and leverage. Um, but I think I've said this from day one. I'll say it again. I think they're going to get it done. He wants to be here. McDaniel took care of Og, but he's not going to let our best player on defense walk. I'm just sorry. He's not. And I think X is seeing what's lining up on offense right now. He wants to be a part of this as much as we all know. He loves his money. He wants to be a part of this and you know, cause it can help cement his legacy. And let's be honest here. This works. This is the best way things can go because when he's playing on these mercenary one-year contracts, you know, converted to um, signing bonus money, I'm telling you, Neil, this is the way to go. He stayed healthy, and he stayed healthy and given us top three best, best top three at worst best corner at best level of play on these mercenary style contracts. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep rolling. It works right now. Yeah, I think you give him a two-year deal. Um, let him play twenty-nine his twenty-nine and thirty years of age in Miami. I think you let him be the highest-paid corner, and you structure. We're just going to go back to the table because of how much money we have next year. We all know we're going to go back to the table next year with him, anyways. So let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't know if you look. We have about thirty million in cap space now for next year after the Hill Armstead and Agba jumps in in salary. So, but yeah, there's money to be had there. And who knows what we do with these draft picks, right? Like that's the yeah. beauty of having a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. But no, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, X and the Dolphins are going to work it out. I think they both want it to happen, you know. But yeah. I do think I do think Byron Jones could be in a situation where if the Dolphins get the right player um, coming up three three years, probably can get you know a, a third, fourth round pick for him. Like if they could recruit a couple of these day two picks, um, you know, I think they can get a fourth for Parker right now because of his team friendly contract. And there's a couple teams interested. I think you well, can get a fourth well, for him right now. One of the teams I mentioned, the Baltimore Ravens, have five fourth round picks, right? Um, Give me my Matariza agenda. Let's go, baby. Right. So, like, so I'm just saying, like, so there's there's definitely teams that have that maneuverability um, with with. Um, Scantland going to Kansas City. I mean, Green Bay is going to be desperate for a receiver here soon. I know they have a lot of draft picks to address those needs, but you know, 
getting a guy on a good deal like Devontae Parker, it would be a good thing for Aaron Rodgers. Can I, I ask you a question, though, Neil? I had to ask you this because I know a lot of people have asked me this. I want to hear your thoughts because I actually haven't asked you this privately yet. So we got Taron Armstead on that five-year, $75 million deal, um, $43.37 million guaranteed. Didn't get up to $87.5 million with uh, incentives. Obviously, we assume those are playing time and Pro Bowl incentives. But I wanted to ask you this, bro. You know, we gave for Tyreek Hill, you know, we gave up the 29th overall pick and the 50th pick from this draft. Uh, we gave a fourth round pick uh, in this draft and then a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick next year. And then we turned around and, um, you know, we uh, gave him a four year, $120 million extension with $72.2 million in guarantees. So you look at the Tyreek deal, you know, one of Bill Parcells rules is always don't trade a bunch of draft picks and then turn around and sign the player. I just want your opinion and just take your, take your dolphin heart out of it. All right. From an analyst standpoint, right. In your opinion. And it's okay if we did, because you got to pay a premium for premium players. Do you think we overpaid a little bit for Tyreek? The answer for me is no. And, and, and I'll explain it. So I get what Bill Parcells. I agree with you because I agree with what you said earlier. You got a top ten, top five player in football. Yeah, Bill Parcells had a great philosophy when football was different. The games changed. Bill Parcells couldn't win in the modern era of football. We we saw that in Miami. I mean, here's the thing. I agree with you, bro. And the Rams' current model, I agree with you, hundred ten percent. The bar was just sent set by Devontae Adams last week. Yep. Right. So you can't think that you're going to get him on some kind of discount. Yep. A guy at Tyreek Hill's ability at his age has no uh, no right. Because Devontae's 30, right? I remember if I remember correctly. Yeah, right? I mean, Tyreek Hill's 20 years old. He should not be available. Like I know, but he's 30. I'm just saying, right? If I remember correctly. Who's that? Devontae Adams. I, I think he's 29 turning 30, yeah. Like, and okay. and Tyreek just turned 28 like this if, month. I think. If I'm the if I'm the running the Chiefs, I'm not franchising ta- franchise tagging Orlando Brown if it costs me Tyreek Hill. Yeah. There, there is not one player on that team not named Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones are all included in this that I take over Tyreek Hill. Why Miami did the right thing here? Is because they have created something. I agree with you so much. Go we ahead. have not seen before, which is two elite level wide receivers with game changing speed being on the field at the same time. Sure, there's guys that ran four two forties and they were a seventh round pick in the draft, and you talk about their upside because they're just really fast. We're talking about, bro. This is next level, Mark Brothers. Like the Mark Brothers didn't have the speed, dude. I mean, Jalen Waddle has the pedigree of Alabama. I mean, we know Jacksonville had him rated as the best player in the draft tied with Trevor Lawrence last year, and we got him at six. What we saw out of Jalen Waddle was the worst we'll see out of him, and he set the rookie reception record with a crappy line and no supporting cast. And as a pure rookie, he was the second best player on this football team behind Xavier Howard, right? Like, let's just call it like it is. I actually think in two years, Jalen Waddle is going to be better than Tyreek Hill. That's how crazy I, I am. No, no, we've talked about that. We both think... Jalen Waddle. I, I mean, I've said but that too. About, you know, like, in two years, I've said he's going to be the best receiver in football. How right? often can you sign one player that makes your quarterback better, your running backs better, your tight end better, every receiver on your team better, your offense better, your freaking ripple guys better? Yeah. What happened with season ticket sales yesterday? Blew Tyler, up. Yeah, he moves the needle in every way she before. If we had Taron Armstead. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe we could get into the playoffs. Let's see what we, we got a puncher's chance. That's what you would say. If we got Taron right. Armstead, we got a puncher's chance. But now that we got Tariq Hill, oh, we we a serious player now. 
bro, we, you and I love the draft. I hate that we don't have a first round pick, but I just looked at, we traded the value of what equal equals the 13th pick in the draft. I hate when everyone's like, oh, you traded a bunch of picks. We traded a bunch of four sixes that they combined to be the number 13 overall pick in this draft. There ain't a player in this draft. That's the caliber of Tyree kill. I was happy getting people like Christian Watson or Jahan Dotson or Chris Olave. And they're not on his level. Round. Yeah, None of those guys are ever going to be Tyree kill. None of them. No one in this draft. Jameson Williams, who's my receiver one, will never be Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is a Hall of Fame caliber player. As is Taron Armstead. They added two Hall of Fame caliber I mean, players in 24 it hours. Is, it is crazy. Like I like I can't emphasize this enough that I think that Tyree Kill is the best player on this team now. I think he is the pure best Miami Dolphin. Probably since Ricky, since Ricky, oh, he, like, Rick, like, I, I Ricky's love prime, Ricky's prime. Ricky's he prime. was good in Miami for like two and a half years. Like, Tyree Kill is way better than Ricky Williams ever was. And I love Ricky, I think he's the best player on our football team on the offensive side of the ball since Marino, on the team total since Jason Taylor. Like, I, I, I really think that. Like, I love Ricky Williams. We traded more draft capital to get Ricky Williams than we did to get Tyree Kill. Like, just to be honest, like, I, I am. I am blown away that this guy is a Miami Dolphin. I am shocked. Like, I've never been this shocked. I literally sat there, and this came across my phone. And usually, like, look, I, we're not acting like we're Ian Rappaport. Usually we hear about something happening. This came out of the freaking dark. And then we, I'm running around trying to confirm it while trying to work and everything like that. And it was just like, I, it got done so fast. And the here that we were against the Jets... I already had known when we heard it was against the Jets that we were yeah, it was done. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think that was just it. trying to get the deal over the finish yeah. line. Yeah. But like, you, if you think about this, right? Like, I, I just want to, I want to, I want to make this crystal clear. So the Dolphins got Tyree Kill, and no matter how you slice it, he's a top three receiver in football. Bro, he's got over thirty one hundred yards receiving over the last two years and like twenty one touchdowns. The Dolphins had the 29th pick in the draft. Do you know who the the twenty ninth pick in the draft last year was? Eric Stokes, cornerback from Georgia, wasn't even a starter in Green Bay. Got beat out by Razul Douglas, and Razul Douglas just signed, and Jari Alexander is great. The guy might not even see the football field. 29 is a shitty pick to have. Yeah, it's right? a glorified second-round pick. Right, so then we also traded pick 50, and this is a bad example for what I'm trying to do, which they acquired from us, but the Giants got Aziz Ojolari, who's a good, who's an ascendant player, young player. But he's not Tyreek. He's not he a game-changer. No, I'm talking, it's Eric Stokes. Aziz Ojolari. Let's go to the fourth round. Like, I just, I, I want to do this. Um, no, I'm in the third round still. Let's go to the fourth round. Where's the fourth round here? Okay. Who did the Dolphins draft in the fourth round last year? Do you remember? No, but I know we got like, uh, didn't. Well, they, they didn't have a pick. Traded. Right? We traded it. Yeah. At the pick. Okay. So at the pick that this they. This year we have like 121 or 120 something. 125. Yeah. Yeah. And the pick was a guy named Cameron Bynum who went to Cal. He was a corner who transferred into safety. All right, I'm still I'm still okay with Tyree Kill. Are you? I'm more than okay. Right. Bro. And then we have our sixth round pick, right? And that is right around here. And the pick was Roy Lopez, defensive tackle from Arizona. And then we traded a fourth next year, so another Roy Lopez. I mean, like I I I, I literally think the Miami Dolphins got a steal here, and Chris Greer is probably going to be facing 25 to life for the level of steal that he got here. Because, I mean, 
I mean, I just named who the players were drafted at these positions last year. And I know we all have pipe dreams that Jameson Williams is going to fall. Or Bro, how hyped are you for McDaniel's next interview? I, I, I do. Mike McDaniel's has cemented himself as the first non-imposter in this franchise as a head coach. And he hasn't even fucking stepped on the sidelines. Neil. Because he's getting elite talent to come to Miami over other places. I need to hear you in front of all these people. What do you want me to say? Did you know how hard I was starting this train for this guy? Was he the right call? I mean, it, it's not even a question. And he, I love before, it. Before we made these moves, he was fun with the Rich Eisen thing, his unique approach, him being on uh, with uh, McAfee. And then he came in and threw his nuts on the table with Chris Greer, and they said, let's play ball with all these moves that are going yeah. on. You know, and, and I actually think Let's that go. I think Chris Greer was very hampered by Brian Flores being in town and he wasn't a good collaborator yep. way or the highway. Yep. Mike McDaniels is a great human being who likes to collaborate. He loves this. That's why he's drinking Red Bulls at three o'clock in the morning to get to the facility. Man, that guy is probably up right now drinking a Red Bull saying, dude, I have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill in my offense. Like I, I should be hyped that I have Cedric Wilson, Mike Kosicki, these great running backs that I signed. But like, I, I don't know. And, and we were making bold predictions earlier. I think we all agree that quarterback's the most important position in football. I think the player that makes the biggest leap in football next year is to a tongue of a Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think all these people trying to say, I saw people trying to say Tyreek's irrelevant now. <laughs> I'm trying to blame on Tua. It's like, listen, first of all, Tua, Tua's been throwing to guys that run 4-2 deep since Alabama. And I've seen the videos from perform the torque is coming back people so the narrative's changing reason i'm not worried tua is going to have Tua's going to take the leap we want him to they have set him up to take the leap i, I can't wait to see what happens at camp me or neil could throw for three thousand yards in this offense i, well, I want to see the synergy and the harmony of the offense in, in camp but I, I think i'm on the verge of saying something bold mm. and i'll just say it and I'll take receipts, and people can tell me I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, it's okay. Oh, yeah, I, I get told that enough. I think this is the year that is going to make the Dolphins look really, really good for taking Tua Tungvaloa at number five. I love it. I, I, I agree with you. I agree. I, this I, is I, the year we I, see the ascension. I agree with you 110%. Because here's the thing that are people are missing. And and I and I saw I, – I literally saw something on TV when someone was trying to say – it was Mike Tannenbaum. God Jesus, Lord help us, saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is better for this offense than Tua. When you have that level of speed and you want to get run after the catch, nobody calls better plays at creating yak than Mike McDaniels. It's proven. It's not Neil's, Neil, it's not Neil guessing. It's proven statistically. Tua Tungvaloa throws a better slant, leads people as accurate. We heard all that stuff today in the presser, right? Mm. When you have a really good running game, electric fire and speed on the offense side of the ball and an efficient quarterback with a turnover creating defense that will give up yards, but there are bend don't break and they bail themselves out a lot more than most defenses. If Jason Sanders can regain his form, this team is that team that you see in the playoffs and you say, how the hell did this team that jumped in the, from the wild card get to the AFC championship? Right, yeah. they have so many ways they can hurt you. Everyone on their roster is ascending. The missing ingredient was leadership from a coaching standpoint and from a player standpoint. 
And not only did they take the bat and swing, they took that shit and hit it out of the park, right? Like they, like they didn't take make moves that were like repairing a broken ship. They just got a new ship. Taron Armstead is better than anyone we've seen on the offensive line since Richmond Webb. Jake Long included, Vernon Carey, I don't know who other, Brandon Albert, you tell me a name, Pouncey, you tell me Larry Tunsil. Taron Armstead's better than every one of those names. Just, just being factual. Mm-hmm. Tyree Kill is the best receiver that we've ever had, with the exception probably being Paul Warfield. Didn't get to watch a lot of tape when I was minus 12 years old, so I can't really say that. In my lifetime, he's better than Brandon Marshall. He's better than Trish Chambers. He's better than Mike Wallace. He's better than the Marks brothers. Love them. Trust me, that was my early Dolphins fandom. There's not a wide receiver that's ever been in this franchise in the modern-day NFL that is better than Tyreek Hill, mm. right? Like, I, I'm just – like, we did not fix this half-assed. We said the offensive line was weak. We went out and got Connor Williams and Taron Armstead. We set our passing game. The weapons around Jalen Waddle wasn't where we need. We tagged Gasicki. We brought in Cedric Wilson, which we all thought was a great value. And then we went out and got freaking Tyreek freaking Hill. Like, I, I like this is the most excited I have been about a Miami Dolphins team. Definitely since Dan Marino. Definitely since Dan Marino. Because I never had faith that Jay Fieler was going to win us anything. Like, they have to go make it work on the football field. But... There's still a couple moves coming, man. I think they're going to add another impact player and a starting center. And I just think that, like, we're going to be on here again in, in a few days, reason, and we're just going to be like, how the hell are they doing this? Because when there are free agents that are out there, right, and there's still some good quality football players out there. My highest rated player is Bobby Wagner. My number two is actually Honey Badger. So I just want to be put that out there. I actually have higher a uh, higher ranking of Tyron Matthew than I did of Marcus Williams who went to the Baltimore Ravens. I love him because he's a playmaking machine. I love people that can change football games by getting the ball in their hands and taking away from the offense. Mm-hmm. But what we have seen this offseason coming together like this, right? Like, I, I mean, we have to wait so long, like, for the season to start. We're not, like, I, honestly, like, you know, we'll probably draft two or three guys that make our roster. Like, We'll probably get a good, like, inside linebacker could be deep at round three still. There could be some good players. We need edge depth. So there's guys that could be out there in the fourth round and fifth round. So we're going to really have to think about those picks, you know, being, like, good depth players that can grow into something. So, I I mean, like, look, you know, I think you and I both agree. It kind of hurts not having our draft picks. But, like, when you look at next year, we have two first and second. Like, we could get right back into it. So, I, I I don't care about draft picks when you had Tyree Kill and Taron Armstead in 24 hours. I just I I like I I can sound like a, a beating a dead horse here, but like I just think it's so remarkable what we've seen. Chris Greer, I mean, you know, I was in sp- Twitter Spaces when people were telling that he should be fired. I've said he's should have been fired before, so I'll eat crow because what he has done this week is the best work a Dolphins general manager has done since whoever drafted Danny Marino back in 1983. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, agree, bro. It's been masterful, dude. I mean, I, I like Tyree Kill, man. Like, literally, like, I am so he's easy, so such such a fun player. Like, I used to hate watching the NFL top 100s because I like we'll probably get Xavier Howard on there, and that's it, right? The beauty of what we've done, honestly, is the best three football play, people are on this team are Tyree Kill one, 
for me, probably X2 and Taron Armstead are very close with number three. We added two of those guys last week or this week, man. Like, like that is insane to me. I mean, this team is going to be fun, man. It's a dangerous football team. We're in the arms races. The AFC has gotten better. Um, like, I, I see four wins easy with the Jets and Patriots. I, I, I like we're just so much more talented than them at this point. I, there's no yeah. way we get swept by the Bills. I, the I thing I is, again, I go back to what I said earlier. The especially if we play the Bills early on, they're not going to know what hit them with our our offense. The, who's going to defend us in their in their defense? I mean, like, that's the other thing. That's where Belichick messed up too. The, his last line of defense, J.C. Jackson, like. This guy set him up to get destroyed by our offense. Like Belichick is, I can hear his. And the other thing is, how often did these guys have to play? You know, these teams aren't built to play the offense we're running because, again, new coach bringing different philosophies that haven't been played out in the AFC East yet and really in the AFC to the level we're about to play them out to. So people are going to see a whole new offense and it's going to be fast and speedy. And I think it's gonna. There's gonna be an adjustment period for uh, opposing defenses, dude. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100. Um, you know, we're, this and that's probably, gonna work in our favor, especially with our defense. I mean, look, this this <laughs> this is gonna drop tomorrow. Our pod's gonna drop tomorrow. The Dolphins might go out and add a superstar to this team before this thing even goes up, right? Like, I mean, that's that's how they're operating right now. Yeah, Steven they're Ross, now, bro. Again, Steven look Ross at Tyreek's. Let's go. Let's look go. At Tyreek's it. contract, man. 2026, 50.1 cap million dollar cap it. There's no way they're getting there. So, yeah. what does that tell you? That tells you they're in win now, right now. They're so. they're in win now mode, and, and they're they're turning over every stone that they have to to see that who's available. And you know, I, I don't think they're afraid to make any deal at this point. No. Nope. Um, and the one thing I'll say, because I saw this a couple weeks back, like, did the Dolphins really win the Laramie Tunsil trade? Well, Javon Holland, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and the 23-23 pick of the San Francisco 49ers next year. Mm-hmm. It won't even, it, it's the best trade in Miami Dolphins history. Let's go. I mean, like, I mean, you added Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Javon Holland. I mean, come on, man. Like, it, 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 this team's going to be so much fun to watch. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be electric, man. And and Tua is going to be a conductor of this speed symphony. I mean, just like the reason, let's think about it. If Tua hits 85% of what we thought he was going to be coming out of college, right? Like, how good is this football team? Well, dude, this guy has 64% winning percentage with a bad coaching staff offensively and – shoddy personnel and now look at what we've given them i mean like in the two years that he's been here with everything we've well documented bad coaching bad support bad system whatever everything bad line bad receivers it's all fixed like i i I mean this like we're gonna get a fair thorough evaluation of tua tungavaloa there will be no more questions there and nobody can go into a twitter space and not say that he is not surrounded by everything he needs to be successful. Whether you want to bet on him or not, that's your prerogative. I'm betting on him because I believe in him. I believe in what I saw at Alabama. I believe in the work that he's putting out there. And I believe in modern medicine, meaning that significant injuries take time to bounce back from. And I also believe in another thing that this guy has inside of him is a lot different than people that are normal people. 
there's a drive, there's a determination. When you already are going to be a multi-billionaire first pick, uh, first pick, top five pick in the draft, and there's no reason for you to come back and play in a game against LSU, you're going to get a surgery, a tightrope ankle surgery that no one else gets just to be on the field. You're cut different from a different fabric than most people, right? Like, this guy sees this shit. He sees Colin Coward. He was not an idiot. He's a very smart guy. That shit motivates people like him. People like him achieve greatness because of how they respond to adversity. Mm-hmm. I am telling you that this is going to be the year. And I, I look, I'm not going to act here and act like I didn't get all, uh, get on way, you know, uneven water with him and got a little nervous about him. And I hope that it works out and it's not a done deal. We're going to have to see it happen on the field. But he has a chance to make everybody who got in his way look foolish. And I don't know how you don't bet on this guy. Because, like, he if there's one quarterback in this game that knows how to throw to speed, it's Tua Tungavaloa. If there's one coach who knows how to bring Tua's strengths to the forefront, it's Mike McDaniels. If there's one thing that Tua plays well off of, it's a solid running game. What we've added to that backfield with what we've added to the offensive line, what we have in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle being able to threaten the perimeters on reverses, like this is Tua's playground. Like this is going to be fun. And I'm telling you, and I'm included in this, there's going to be what I'm going to call receipt season. And I want people to bring me up and call me an idiot for some of the things that I challenged them on because I want nothing more in life outside of my health and success for my family and friends than to see Tua Tungvaloa succeed and be the franchise quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Let's go. Let's do it, man. I mean, let's go. Bro, this is uh man, it's a what a time to be alive, man. And I will tell you this much if you know, it's crazy because if um if uh they're 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 going to make a move for like a Debo or someone like that we're hearing I'm telling you, dude, you know, that's full commitment to Tua because you're not going to have the money or the capital left over to go chase a quarterback next season or, you know, a veteran quarterback next season or, you know, pay one. Well, look, if you get Debo, that's awesome. If Tua's still the guy and you have those two first round picks, dude, and you could go and get a linebacker, I mean, like, well, they're going to, one of those first round picks would go in the Debo trade, right? Well, yeah. And I'm just saying, though, like, if you kept those picks, and, and, and if you didn't trade for Debo, now I saw some pictures today. It looks like Debo's actually in Miami tonight, it looked like. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, so that's very interesting. I know that from the source that you and I both have talked to, there's a timeline of this weekend for a deal to be made or had. Um, so I, I think we could have a lot of news. So let me ask you reason as we, as we wrap this up, what do you think is the next move the Dolphins make? Is it something non-spectacular, but solid, like a center, like a, like a JC Treader, Matt Parodies type move, or is it, and got, and by the way, just think of that. Did you see that, that Bradley Bozeman got paid like $3 million a year? Yeah. I, I got like nothing. I would have totally done that. Um, but or do you think it is a splash that just is we're going to be on here um, next Wednesday flipping our shit like, you know, going nuts like we are tonight? Um, Man, uh, you know, what What do you think? Do you think there's going to be another big splash move? 
I don't uh, see. I have a hard time thinking the Debo thing is going to work out, even though I know there's mutual interest. Because I, I just don't think the 49ers can afford to do that with a young quarterback coming in to start for the first time, and they don't have a lot of faith in Brandon Ayuk. Um, God, man, I'll tell you that. Like, I would take Brian, Brandon Ayuk on a waiver with a low pick. Um, well, but, he had a good season last year. I don't think they're going to move off of him. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I just think, like, with getting him, like. God, I mean, that would just be unbelievable. Debo would hurt them big time if they lost. Them the move I think is going to happen is I think they are going to add a center. Um, I don't think it's going to be J.C. Treader. I've heard that they've checked in and it's not as attractive. I know I know the Ravens have sniffed around with J.C. Treader. Um, I think they sign a center that's probably like a lukewarm signing, someone we're excited about because we know it's better than Dieter but it's not going to be like an all pro. I still think they're going to draft Lindstrom watch. But they I, managed to keep one of those fourth round picks. Watch. My pick that I think is because he hasn't got the level of interest that's been out there. I think that uh, we're going to be talking about Honey Badger in the Aqua Arch. Um, yeah. I, I think he wants to be here. He's got I heard there's a contract Madison. on the table and he was in the building yesterday. So Right. And then you had um, you know Tyree Kills there. He's got obviously a bond there. Yeah. Sam Madison and him. Uh, and it's going to be something short. It's going to be a win now. Yeah, I, I think 100%. I, I think yeah. he'll probably get a two- or three-year deal. Um, I can um, see being two, and they can get out after one. Yeah, incentive-heavy. Incentive-heavy deal. But, like, you know, again, like, I like that because, like, you think about a safety trio where you got Holland and – Matthew in the back half, but Brandon Jones can still be like what he was last year, that blitzing. Because, God, man, Brandon Jones, and I've been re-watching some of the games, like he was awesome in that role last year. Like awesome. Like a great player, man. Like I he know he had to miss a couple games because of injury, but he, he turned into be a pretty good playmaker overall for that defense. Yeah. I, like I just think that that would be a really solid move to make. Um you know, I, I think you're going to see maybe some veterans raise their hands to come here on, on pretty friendly deals. So yep. I, I, th- I think we do something in, before we kind of reconvene on this. Um, I, I Like the Debo stuff would be knock your socks off. Uh, we went through this whole podcast without addressing. See, yet. anything right now is just a cherry on top. Like I got no expectations. You know, we hear things, but I'm not expecting anything. Be- I'm just, you know, because at this point, I'm so happy with everything that's transpired. Anything else would just make me even more giddy. So, like, I'm because I give what they've done so far as an A plus off season, A plus plus. I don't even think there's a you know a letter grade for it. Anything that happens from here on out is literally just, you know, luxury and a cherry on top. And I'm just enjoying the ride right now. But because I'm so happy with everything that's already transpired, man, you know, I'm not I'm not setting my heart up for disappointment or anything. We they've already exceeded expectations. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, there's a certain level where I'm not going to get greedy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like. I don't need another big signing to be like blown no. away. I, it, I, I'd be actually like just like you. I, you could. You, it's gonna be hard to make me happier than I am right now as a Dolphins fan. I'm just being honest. Um, but like you know, hey, if they make another move, let's so be it. Like I, I think the beauty of what they have have done is that you know when you think about where they are in terms of the salary cap, I mean they don't need much money to sign their draft class anymore, right? Because they got rid of a first, a second, yeah. and a fourth. So you know they just need peanuts. And I think you and I know they can get out of Seaton Carter. They can get out of Adam Butler, Eric Rowe. Well, they can get out of Clayton for general. I mean, they could go free up 15 more million dollars than they have. Um, they can restructure X's deal, get them signed. 
you know, they could get up another $25 million freed up. And, you know, I, I think they could easily make a move if they wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. But they have that flexibility. They're they're very good at structuring deals on the cap. Like the way they did it this year where everyone's hits jump next year, where the cap's going to be higher. Like it's just really, really well done. Like, yeah, because that $30 million you projected was against the current cap, not against what next year's cap. Right. So, so they, right? they'll probably be in the ballpark of $45 million. Yeah. and. You know, like because they got some deals coming come over the next couple of years, network deals and such. So yeah, well, and if Tua does what we think he does, like then you don't have to do it because you know we'll save it for another uh, next time. Maybe we get together, but we, but we, you and I both have a theory on who the next quarterback would be. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of quarterbacks, for the last thing out of me tonight, I know there's a lot of news because some people were talking about Tom Brady, and you and I both kind of you know looked into it and heard things that like. There is interest of Brady, like you know, wanting to play in Miami. It's not like it's this, like this pipe dream. But the, the Bucks just aren't going to trade him. I don't think at this point, and and I don't think I, I don't think like I'm sure Stephen Ross would love the allure of having him, but like I just don't think it's necessary at this point. And I know I can't. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't. I I think it's cool that it's being discussed, but I just don't envision Tom Brady ever ever coming to the Dolphins. I do expect him to buy a minority of the team here in the next few years, but. I don't expect him to be out there throwing p- passes to Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. All right, guy. Uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here, Neil? No, man. Just what an awesome week. I love seeing like collaboration. It was the first week in a while where I didn't see people fighting, even though I do see a lot of people out there fighting tonight. Uh, but like, you know, I, I just love the, the the way the way some of this has brought our community together. Reason, you know, I know you and I chop it up all the time and talk about this, but what? What a fun freaking week, man. When your team is doing good things, it's so fun to be a fan. Like, you know, you're you're like me, man. We love our family, and then we have sports that kind of keeps us glued together. And I love the Dolphins, man. And and this all this week is something I've really needed. Um, and, and I'm really excited about this team. And you know, I'm gonna go on NFL shop here and make sure that I get my uh cheetah jersey kind of pre-order for June. Attaboy. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to get out of here. I appreciate everyone coming through and diving back in, fin too deep with us. We'll be back here next time. And who knows? Maybe it'll be just as exciting of an episode with a, just as exciting of a, new, a bunch of news to talk about. I mean, who would have thought, Neil, after the last episode, we'd be talking about not just Taron Armstead, but also Tyree Kill. Crazy, crazy how it all ended up. And until next time, everyone stay happy, healthy, safe, and blessed. And as always, it's Fins up all day. Every day.